0: Well, hello, and welcome back once again to another episode of For All the Saints. We are your hosts from Quad Cities Anglican Radio. Father Don Sackett. And Father Tom Janikowski. And as we do each week, we like to tell you a little something about the lives of one of the saints. Amen. And got a great saint this week. Uh, well, they're all saint they're Martin all
1: great. Saint Martin. Saint Martin of
0: Tours. Amen. Yeah, a great saint. Uh, you know,
1: November eleventh.
0: You know, that's my my daughter's your birthday. daughter's birthday. Right. Happy birthday. Praise to you. God. They say he actually died on November eighth, but they moved him to the eleventh. Do you know that there was a tradition in the oh, I think, well, as pre-Reformation English Church of keeping Saint Martin's Lent. Which corresponds to the the, the Advent or uh, Nativity fast of the Orthodox Church. The English would keep Advent from roughly St. Martin's Day mm-hmm. until, did I say Lent? They'd keep Advent. Advent. Advent from St. Martin's Day. and I did say Lent. Wow, there you That's go. That's all right. There you go. Forgive me. Mea culpa, mea culpa. They would keep it from St. Martin's Day, the November 11th or the Sunday or Monday following that, uh, to... Um, to Christmas, that was their Advent, Saint Martin's Lent, and indeed kept as it was in a, as a somewhat penitential season. And uh, well, now we mostly have the Western Church keeping Advent on the the four Sundays preceding the feast and the Nativity. The Eastern Church keeps a, a longer a longer Nativity fast that corresponds roughly to Saint Martin's Lent. Right, the man was a soldier, wasn't he? He was. He was. Do you know the the great story of him and the the, the dream? No. Or the the cloak. He's, he's a soldier. I, well, Tours is what? France, I guess, right? right. Roman soldier. Um, this is the – he dies in 397, so he's you – I know, you think he's born like in 316 or something. And he uh, – he, there's a beggar who asks him for something, money or whatnot, and he doesn't have anything. And he takes his cloak off and cuts it in half, you know, a rich Roman soldier's cloak, a nice piece of fabric. Right. Cuts it in half and gives it to the beggar to wrap himself in so he wouldn't be cold. I think it's the next night he has a dream, and it's, it's our Lord. Comes mm. to him and says, That was me that you wrapped in your cloak. Mm. Affects a profound change in him, doesn't it? Amen. And indeed, his life thereafter is one given to our Lord in service. Indeed. Eventually becoming a, uh, uh, a cleric, becomes deacon, priest, and then bishop of Tours. Have you something you'd like to share with us from his life that you wanted to enlighten us from the, the mm. holy breviary?
1: Uh, the breviary says that he was 18 years of age mm. when he thus put on Christ and thereafter gave up the life of a soldier and betook himself to Hillary, Bishop of Poitiers. He was placed in the order of Acolytes, being afterwards made bishop of Tours, and that much against his will. For he was taken by force and consecrated. He gave himself to his office with di- diligence. But for his Episcopal residence he built at Tours, a monastery wherein he lived in holiness, in company of fourscore monks, famous for holy works and many miracles. He at last fell sick of a grievous fever at Candies, a remote village in, the dio- in his diocese, and besought God in constant prayer to set him free from the prison of his dying body. But when his disciples extipulated him, he changed his prayer and said, "Lord, if I be still needful of thy people, refuse not to labour. Blessed Martin foreknew his own death long before it came to pass, and so he told the brethren that the dissolution of his body was nigh at hand. Then of a sudden, his bodily strength gave way, and he bade his disciples to come together.
0: And that was in the year 397 I believe so draws his last breath it's it's a profound thing that you know he's he's uh, converted in a sense because of this interaction he has with Christ through a beggar you know in, in Christian charity and in, in in sympathy and empathy for this this man gives of what he has right. to this beggar and indeed he's he's then moved to take up a monastic lifestyle mm-hmm. in the end one of not... Not looking for riches, not looking for fame, not looking for worldly goods, but rather laying it down for Christ. A lesson in that for us, do you think? Indeed, indeed. So often we just kind of amuse ourselves with all the good things of this world, don't we? Right. And what do they gain us? Nothing. 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 They
1: rust. That Rot and fade away. Amen.
0: Yeah, and it's only in Christ that we find a solid foundation, and indeed eternity, and eternal life, and salvation. So, well, a blessed feast of this great bishop and confessor, Saint Martin of Tours. Blessed feast to all of you. We give thanks for his witness. And uh, Padre,
1: might you, uh, might you have a uh, a little prayer for us? I do. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray, O Lord God who see us that we put not our trust in anything that we do. Mercifully grant that, by the intercession of Blessed Martin, thy confessor and bishop, we may be defended against all adversity through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen.